Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. Hey everyone, it's Sherry Stahl, host of the Soul H2O radio and podcast show. I'm so excited you've tuned in for today's episode, number 76, which is part one of God is Good, Even When Your Circumstances Aren't. This week features an interview with Leah Andrade, founder of A New Ministries, the story of her life and the testimony of God's goodness through difficult circumstances that were anything but good will inspire you to trust God with the most difficult of your life struggles. For our inbox talk this week, we heard from Mary Lynn. She was from all the way east in the Maritimes. She said, I love listening to Sherry Stahl's Soul H2O radio podcast. I especially like when Sherry asks her guest what their favorite tool is that they use for devotions. I love to hear the different ideas. Well, Mary Lynn, I think you'll find Leah's tips really helpful today. Downloadable Soul H2O journal pages can help you dive deep into the teaching segment and quench your spiritual thirst. They can be found on today's show notes at soulh2o.com slash 76, along with information about our guest, Leah Andrade. So let's dive in to today's Soul H2O devotion and get refreshed. Our lives are seldom like a weeknight sitcom with a funny opening, trouble in the middle, and coming out all rosy by the end of a half-hour segment. No, our lives are much more like a docu-series, where some episodes just leave you hanging on the edge of your seat wondering, how is this ever going to turn out? I'm glad the Bible doesn't sugarcoat things and record the stories of people's lives like a sitcom, leaving out all the messy, confusing, difficult details and making sure each story is neatly wrapped up with a bow on top. The Bible shows people as raw and real, not shying away from exploiting their mistakes and how they didn't follow God, but often made wrong choices, just like we do. This allows us to see the truth lived out by the people in the Bible that God is good even when our circumstances are not. For me, this is no clearer than in the telling of Joseph's life. It doesn't take just one page in the Bible. No, his story starts in Genesis chapter 37 and carries on until Genesis chapter 50. He even gets mentioned in the first chapter of the book of Exodus. Joseph's story has ups and downs, twists and turns. He's foolish and wise, and he goes from the pit to the palace. For the next two weeks, we're going to follow the life story of Joseph. It's not going to end this week because there's just too much to tell, much like the testimony of today's guest. I think you'll see parallels in the life of Joseph and Leah Andrade's life, where their circumstances were anything but good, and in the midst of their struggles, God showed up as his good self. Joseph starts his life story as the favored child in a large family with a dream of how he would one day be a ruler with his parents and siblings bowing down before him. He's famously known as the son who received the multicolored coat. This favoritism would have made Joseph feel very loved by his father, but it caused the extreme hatred of his brothers. The jealousy culminated one day where the brothers were out working in the fields when their father sends Joseph out to meet them. 
I doubt many siblings would be happy seeing their brother who wasn't having to work. Hatred turns into a plot for murder, but one brother tries to talk his brothers out of this. After they strip Joseph of his multicolored coat, threw their little brother into a pit, and then left him in the desert to die, they then sell him into slavery. In the end, the brothers fake Joseph's death to their father by showing him the bloodied and torn up coat, leaving him heartbroken. Thankfully, Joseph's story doesn't end here. If he gave up in the middle, you would never be listening to a radio show talking about the guy. It's because Joseph kept moving forward in life despite difficult circumstances that we're talking about him today. My friend Holly Girth wrote in her book, Fierce Hearted, this amazing quote that says, but that middle place is the hardest. It's the furnace and the refinery and what remakes us. It's the labor and the sweat and the groaning. It can't be skipped or minimized, diminished or forgotten. It matters and it is to be honored, but it is not the end. So if you're in the middle today and can't see the victory God's promised, does it make the promise or the dream any less true, any less reliable? No. Why? Because it's not the end. It took a long time for God's promises to Abraham, David, and Joseph to come true. Paul wrote about Abraham's faith in God's promises, and this is what he said in Romans 4 verses 21 to 22. Yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God had the power to do what he promised. Joseph was in the middle, and I'm guessing he didn't give up because he knew how his great-grandfather Abraham never gave up when life got rough. Joseph, too, was fully persuaded that the God who gave him the dream had the power to do what he had promised. If you're in the middle, like me, like Leah, like Joseph was in this story, don't give up. Don't give in. Strengthen your faith. Build your courage and be fully persuaded that God will do what he said because God is good even when your circumstances aren't. Nourish your faith with your favorite Bible teachers whenever you can. Connect to your global community wherever you are. And worship with an uplifting mix of today's top artists however you want. Download the MyJoy Radio app right now and never mute out your favorite songs, stories, or scriptures ever again. It's free and grants you unlimited access to on-demand programs and podcasts and in-app Bible and Joy Radio's 24-hour live stream. Get the MyJoy Radio app today in iTunes and the Google Play Store. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. Leah Andrade is a wife, mom, and founder of A New Ministries. Organized to equip and empower women, this lovely Latina lady is impacting the world for Christ in so many ways, reminding women that they are fearfully and wonderfully made by a God who loves them. Welcome to the Soul H2O Radio and Podcast Show, Leah. Hi, Sherry. Thank you so much for having me today. Oh, it is awesome to have you on the show. I wish 
every girl got what I had, which was hours talking to you as we prepared for this show. And I got to hear this incredible story of how God has been at work in your life literally from the very beginning. And in each and every one of these shows, I get the guests to share a Bible verse that really is close to their heart. And I think I can understand why this verse is close to your heart. So maybe if you can just start off by sharing that Bible verse that is so close to you. Um, My verse is Psalm 139, verse 16. I'm reading it in the NLT. It reads, you saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. Mm. I think for me, that's just so important. Mm -hmm. And as people are going to hear your story, they're going to see, you know, at times in our lives, it can look like we're not fearfully and wonderfully made. Like there's a flaw in us or something must be wrong with us because things aren't working out. But to understand that even in those circumstances that God made us and he made you so amazing, Leah, he's done such an incredible work in your life and how you share this with so many other women um, through your work is, is really incredible. And I know that God's word is really an important part of your life. And you, you know, you really help a lot of girls get into Bible studies. So maybe if you could share just one Bible study tool or tip that girls could maybe grab a hold of and start implementing in their lives. Absolutely. I think mine is kind of a two part and I'll share. It says um, I choose like a hard copy uh, Bible study. So I be, I'm intentional about my time with Christ. Uh, something that speaks to me, something that I may be walking through. So I go by the hard copy. Why I say that is because when you see it in front of you, it reminds you that you have to set that time aside. If you're on your phone, an online Bible study for me personally doesn't work because then I go on Instagram <laughs> if I was on. Yeah. So yep. um, I think a hard copy just works best for me. And I think it's just making that intentional time, uh, dedicating and being consistent with that, I think mm-hmm. is, is my, my tool and tip. Okay. So the hard copy, you're meaning like get the book or get the workbook. So invest, that, invest, buy invest. a book, mm-hmm. invest. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Uh, John Maxwell, one of my mentors and, and trainers, he talks all about that, that you have to invest in yourself. And when you do, you get the most out of something. So I think you're, you're really hitting something here that girls, if they do invest, they buy the book, they buy the workbook or whatever. And then I, the, the, the great thing about that too is that it will cut down distractions because like you said, we are all a little distracted in the world today, I think. But Leah, um, you have just had this really crazy life story. And when I have most people on the show and they tell their story, you know, we uh, can wrap it up and, you know, in, in one episode, but I feel so strongly that we can't do that today, that we need to really let there be a little bit of time. And so we're going to take this episode, episode 76 and episode 77 to really um, go through your story and be able to talk about what God has you doing now too, and how incredible that is. But throughout your life, people are going to hear a lot of difficult circumstances, but yet how God is good, even when your circumstances are not. So I just, I, I'm 
I feel really privileged that I got to hear your whole story. And even in two episodes, people aren't going to get to hear your whole story, but they're going to get to hear a lot of it and see how God is good. And I, I know it's going to inspire them, encourage them. And so we've mentioned you are a Latina lady. <laughs> and maybe <laughs> tell people, where do you come from? Um, I was born in Antigua, Guatemala. So if you're not good with geography like myself, it is a very <laughs> small country right under Mexico. I was born there and I was brought to the uh, United States around when I was one or one and a half, I believe. And so, yes, I was born in Guatemala. I consider myself Latina. I'm fluent in Spanish, but I did grow up mostly in North America, if not all my life in North America. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And that is so amazing. And when we talked and hearing that you were from Guatemala, a place that the people have my heart. It's not the place because, yeah. you know, some parts of Guatemala aren't so beautiful, unlike where you were born. And it's just so gorgeous where you were born. And uh, but the people of Guatemala have my heart. Todd and I each, you know, we between the two of us, we've had six trips uh, to Guatemala to help people there. Uh, Leah, you and I have started dreaming dreaming already about, you know, taking teams back to Guatemala and doing some more women's events like I've already done. And, you know, so you come from this place of beautiful people, loving people. And you came from a, a, a Christian home, didn't you? I did. So my my parents were both Christians. They were um, pastors and they came to North America like most people that immigrate here looking for the American dream. And so mm -hmm. my parents crossed into the US like what you see on TV. Um, and so um, they came here looking for a better life. Um, I've been told that I was actually brought into the States by a couple to avoid, you know, obviously uh, putting me at risk while doing mm -hmm. that uh, crossing over. And so how old were you when you crossed over without your parents it wasn't you know it was months i think you said until they were able to cross over and meet you on the other side yeah so i don't remember myself but my parents tell me or my father tells me i was about one and a half one to yeah. one and a half uh, when you know i was crossed over by a couple and mm -hmm. while they took a couple months to come into the country legally yeah. And so how did you, you ended up in Canada and actually we were both raised in Hamilton, Ontario. So <laughs> how did you, you know, they cross over into the U.S. How do they end up, you know, in Canada? So my parents, being that they were Christians and church planners back in Guatemala, they were living in the United States, knowing that they were there illegally. Um, the opportunity to get landing papers were very, you know, very difficult. They saw an opportunity mm -hmm. here in Canada for church planters to come with the possible opportunity to have, um, you know, papers here or a citizenship even. And so they took that opportunity and we were sponsored by a church, a local church here in Hamilton. We were sponsored by a family at that church and helped our family come into this country and be able to get status. And that's how we became Canadian citizens. And they were my parents are probably one of the first Hispanic pastors here in uh, Hamilton, Ontario, and a church in London. They were they planted two churches here in Ontario, and so they were mm -hmm. both pastors of, of this growing and thriving Hispanic church. So on the outside, it looked like everything was amazing for the Andrade family, you know, having to, they, they left Guatemala, illegally get into the U.S., legally get into Canada, things are turning around. On the outside, it looks good, but 
soon after getting into Canada, things begin to crumble. So people, you're going to have to come back after the break to hear more of Leah's story. Hi, I'm Leah Andrade from episode 76. And my music pick for the Soul H2O radio and podcast show is Millionaire, Good Like That by Torn Wells featuring Kirk Franklin. If I had a dollar for every time they say God, what I'm gonna go do? I'd be a millionaire. He's good. It is just about that moment and kind of the, the fleshy things, if you will. And that's kind of what's missing in, you know, mainstream or secular music. Whereas the Christian music, artists are vulnerable and they write a song. It's so much more about what's life-giving and breathing and just trying to give honor and glory to God. Good music, good conversation, good company. Faith Strong Today's Good Company with me, Holly Taylor. Weekdays at 5 p.m. right here on Joy. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. So, Leah, we have just gotten to the, you know, really beginning stages of your story. You're a young child living in Canada from Guatemala. Your parents are pastoring churches and everything looks good on the outside. But the family begins to crumble or the the crumbling in behind the scenes becomes evident. And maybe if you can start telling people from that point. So I came very young. So I remember about the age of six or seven, I started realizing that the parents that I saw at church and with other people weren't the same parents that I had at home. Um, I started recognizing that my father was very abusive to my mother. There was a lot of um, you know, arguing and a lot of confrontation at home. And so we were raised to uh, be seen but not heard. And so we didn't question anything. And I remember just thinking if I could only have the parents that I saw at church at home, that would be awesome. But I think for, for me as a child, I didn't know what lay ahead. And about the age, I would say about uh, nine or 10, my parents hit what I consider the pinnacle moment of the destruction of their marriage. Um, my father became even more abusive uh, to my mother physically and verbally and also to us. Um, he would say it was discipline, but I had recognized now that it was actually abuse. And so by mm-hmm. the age that I'm nine, 10, my mother uh, leaves the home. She abandons us. And that starts a whole slew of, you know, ramifications because of the decision that she took. My father's church that he was pastoring at the time falls apart. He falls apart himself and enters his time of deep depression and just a very hardships for us as children. Um, we were new here in the country or newer. Um, language was a mm-hmm. barrier for my father. So I was his interpreter. And so because of that, I learned a lot of what had been going on in my family. And so it was just a mm-hmm. very difficult time as a child, for sure. And how, you know, as a girl, your mom has just moved away. She's taken off. You know, she got to that breaking point. And unfortunately, she, you know, she wasn't able to stay around and uh, move so far away that you did not get to see her. How did that affect who you thought, you know, how you felt and how you thought about yourself? Well, I know that immediately when she left, I knew that uh, the severe and just heartbreak that I was experiencing, I literally felt felt physically ill. My heart was Mm -hmm. broken in a million pieces. And I have a younger brother who in that very moment I felt responsible to. 
And I knew that mm-hmm. I had to do something somehow to protect his heart, recognizing now that I wasn't going to be able to do that. But I instantly, I don't know where I got this from, but I knew that I'd have to become his mom. I would mm-hmm. have to be what he needed, what I needed in that moment. So I took, I took on this responsibility as an adult uh, being yeah. in a child's body. And I think yeah. that's, you know, that was the the turnaround moment for me as a child. That's where my innocence was gone. I remember putting my Barbies away and thinking to myself, this is the end of my childhood. I literally remember thinking that mm-hmm. as I put them away. And, and that happens to so many young girls, especially if you're the oldest in your family, where you feel that need to uh, take over, be mom, be the one to help. And and then, you know, the whole interpreting thing for your father would, yeah, leave you there where you heard too many things for a young girl. But it, it definitely affected your self-worth and it was a struggle for you. And it was a struggle for your dad where he recognized, you said at one point, that he just could not take care of you kids and and be that father that you were needed. And so God broke through in a really great way. He certainly did. It was so awesome. You know what? Our God is just good. And I kept repeating that in our conversation yesterday, but I just want to say that someone needs to uh, recognize that today. Our God is a good God all the time. And in that moment, in those, in those critical years that my father eventually recognizes this is way too much for him. His mom, who was living in California at the time, steps right in and comes and lives with us here in Canada, leaves everything behind and comes and champions us and makes sure that we have some stability in our life. And God really, I know now that that was God's provision. Um, Mm. And I'm just so grateful for my grandma, who is still with us, by the way, Uh, So we are just so blessed to have her and God provided in that moment through grandma. And so how, you know, in what ways did your grandmother affect your life? So my, my grandma has been, for me, has been a solid rock. She has always been a woman of faith. She has always believed, as I believe, that God is good always. And I remember even journeying through some difficult times, she would always say in the midst of her tears, God is good. God is good all the time. And what Mm -hmm. she really taught me was that our situations, our circumstances, our current or present suffering doesn't dictate who God is. God is not Mm -hmm. just a good God. He is goodness. And our Mm -hmm. circumstances don't you know, don't give that that foundation to that. And so that our devotion to God, our worship should not be based on, you know, what we're walking through or not. And so she would always tell me, you are the change. You are a light in the darkness. You have a voice. God has made you with a purpose. And she read me a Psalm. I think it's 2710. It says, although your father or your mother shall forsake you, God will take you in. And it's something that she really spoke over us as children and said, you know what? These things could have happened to you, but God is the only father that you'll ever need. And so uh, I'm just so grateful for her life that even coming from a culture where women aren't seen at that time anyway, as equals, um, she Mm -hmm. didn't take that stance, but rather said, who has God called you? And you're the daughter of a king. And so I'm just grateful for her and the, that her words carried life. And I think that we need to recognize that our words, uh, they speak life or death to those uh, that we bestow them on. So my grandma has Mm -hmm. certainly been a big influence. 
And especially that scripture that she shared with you, you needed to know that, that even though your mother and your father forsake you, because your story didn't just end with your mother walking away, but the next part of your story that people are going to have to come back and listen to next week is the part where, unfortunately, your father too steps away from the family. Right. And that's, uh, we'll save the details for next week, but certainly um, it is, it was a very next blow to another heartbreak in my life for sure. If you've been listening to Leah's story and it's brought up difficult emotions because you've experienced or are suffering through some hardship in your life, I'd encourage you to check out my Traveling Through the Desert with You online course designed to help you get unstuck from the abyss of past or present struggle, what I call a desert circumstance. There's no need to go it alone. God designed us. He designed you to live in community. Let me travel through the desert with you and help guide you to the good plans that God has for your life. You can find a link to the course on today's show notes, along with information about our guest Leah and a new ministries at soulh2o.com slash 76. From all of us here at Joy Radio, we're so glad you joined us for episode 76, part one of God is Good, Even When Your Circumstances Aren't on the Soul H2O radio and podcast show. Come back next week for part two to hear more harrowing, miraculous ups and downs and the big turnaround in Leah Andrade's life so you can be sure that God is good even when your circumstances aren't. Until then, I pray you stay blessed and refreshed. We appreciate your support to help Soul H2O Ministries continue and want to thank all of you who partner with us in making this Joy Radio show a reality so people can come and get refreshed. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O Podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world.